coming up in this week's City Pentecostal Church Sermon of the Week. Our past success. When we get to that zone where we say it's okay here, it becomes the biggest hindrance to what God wants to do in our lives. Yesterday was supposed to prepare you and me for today. But somehow we remain, the day goes on, but we remain in yesterday. Yesterday served its purpose. We need to move now to a new anointing for today. I pray every day, God, give me a new encouragement. Give me a new anointing for the problems of today, for the services of today. But most of us want to use the anointing of yesterday for the challenges of today, which can't work because most things have changed. Are you satisfied with where you are with the Lord? Are you settled down with yesterday's achievements? Bishop Franco Onanga from Watoto Ministries Uganda challenges us to prepare for a new anointing, to prepare for a new move of God in your life. Because so many of us are stuck in our old ways, but we need to open our eyes because God is doing something new. Good morning. How are you? I am very well fine, thank you, sir or madam, whatever the case may be. How are you, sir or madam, whichever applies. It's a very interesting and a loving thing for me, an honoring and also humbling thing for me to be able to stand here today and share the word of God. I bring you greetings all the way from Uganda. I know. When I was coming, I, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew for sure, for sure, for sure that this time I will be standing alone as a Ugandan. And, uh, and I, I think I've, I've been proven right. <laughs> that, <laughs> I've been proven right. Okay, we will find out at the end of the service. <laughs> because just as I was entering in, somebody came and shook my hand very warmly and said, Welcome, I'm also from Uganda. I also bring you greetings from the Pentecostal Assemblies of God, Uganda. Uh, Watoto Church serves under the Pentecostal Assemblies of God in Uganda. And it's a beautiful relationship that we have. Uh, one, a big congregation within a fellowship, but working together as one body. We want to thank God. More so, I bring you greetings from my girlfriend. <laughs> This lady has been my girlfriend for the last 33 years. I got to know her, but we have now been married for 28 years. God has blessed us with the three beautiful, wonderful children, a girl and two boys, and they all sent their greetings here. If there is one thing that I am confident of, if there is one thing that gives me energy to do what I do, I know my family is praying for me and they are in support of what I do. Amen. Today I come to you, particularly sharing with you the word of God. Uh, Paddy has no, we've known Paddy for quite a while. We've met in so many different fora doing different things. But I, uh, as he mentioned to, other, to me that he wanted me to come by and be part of what God is happening, doing here in Malawi. I have been in Malawi different, doing different things for the church, but uh, sometimes quietly and run away. But today, this time, I could not avoid <laughs> being in front of many people. 
I come to you particularly to share with you the word of God. But this word of God you all know. I assume you all know. And there is why would we come to church to hear the preaching? Why would you come to church to hear someone stand alone and begin to pretend to know that they know the Bible and telling you what to do? There is a reason. God has made it in such a way that when we gather together there is when we have corporate worship and we all usher and lift our hearts to God. But then there is also what comes instruction. The word of God comes to instruct our hearts. And I thank God for the word of God because it has instructed me and made me what I am today. You have a conference going on to beginning today and the theme of the conference is empowered to engage you know for you to talk about being empowered to engage it means there is something you are looking for it means you either have been doing something but you want to get to a higher level it means there is something that you say if i don't do this i will not get what i want that's when you say empower to engage At least I know this happens in Uganda. When a young lady finally eventually gets to know I am soon getting married. The issue of talking about who is the guy is over. The issue of sorting out the issues with the parents is over. Now the date is set. What happens? Everything around that young lady begins to change. She knows what she is going for is a better deal. She knows there are certain things that she needs to let go for me to get what I want. She knows she must prepare because soon and very soon she is going to meet the person, the dream of her heart, the one she will call all kinds of titles. Some would want to call her, call him sweetie, some would want to call him hubby, some would want to call him what's the best dish here in Malawi? <laughs> bear. Some would some would want to call him bear. <laughs> I mean Every 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 day you wake up every day the young lady wakes up she knows i am getting closer to the real thing i'm getting closer to what i want but also on the other hand there is a high expectation a lot is expected of her a lot is expected of what's going to happen and sometimes the girl will go through stress is, is she excited or is she anxious so it's always like this That is the same story the church goes through when we begin talking about engage to uh, empowered to engage. It means there's something new that we're looking for. It means there's something that we want to touch. It means there is a place we want to reach. I want to ask a question. Maybe this has not happened in Malawi. Malawi is a beautiful, wonderful country. At least I know in Uganda. Every year Towards the end of the year people are busy making new resolutions isn't it and you t- hear people talk about this year this is my resolution this year this is my resolution somehow 
by the beginning of february you look at the same resolutions something is going to happen beginning to happen by april we are back to the way it used to be so you ask what was the reason for resolutions or the next question is why didn't we get there why didn't we get or why didn't we do what we said we would do that's the same situation isaiah found himself in isaiah chapter chapter 61 verses 1 and going forward Bible says Isaiah said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the suffering and afflicted he has sent me to comfort brokenhearted to open the eyes of the blind Father God as I go forward to open your word may you open our eyes may our inner hearts be ready for the planting of the word and may you use my mind and my intellect to communicate your word our desire is when we leave this place we want to be able to say the lord has spoken to me that's the same situation isaiah found himself in israel has lived under this situation for a long time Israel has gone through occupation Israel has gone through captivity Israel has gone through oppression Israel has gone through all the things and then Isaiah now comes to is to the nation of Israel and he is saying the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the suffering and when you continue reading talking about the year of jubilee to the to the israelite the year of jubilee was good news because it was a year of release it was a year of new beginning it was a year of i mean if everything has been going wrong at least there is a beginning ground that's the year of jubilee that's when isaiah comes and talks about this kind of thing yet the message for us today who read it was futuristic isaiah was talking about the messiah to come but to the israelite because of the state he found himself in it should be now it should be now but isaiah was talking about the future the context that we must not forget here is that uh, also there was a job to be done to the ordinary israelite they were waiting for a deliverer they were waiting for a messiah just like you and me today the world we live in If you are really a Christian, a man or a woman who has had an encounter with God, a man or a woman who knows what's happening around about you, your spirit is always in anguish. Because you see what is around about you, it is not what you want to see. At least let me tell you, I know Malawi is a very beautiful country. Everything works well. I mean, <laughs> you just press buttons and things happen. <laughs> <laughs> but at least where i come from you know what your spirit is in anguish today wrong is right and right is wrong and people are surprised that you are doing right they are wondering what is wrong with you That's the state we are in. That's why the same message is 
very very important and very reasonable for us today the spirit of the lord is upon me when you read isaiah 61 also read it in context with luke chapter 4 verses 18 21 where what isaiah was talking is actually being fulfilled and jesus himself quoted it Jesus said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised and you can imagine Jesus read this he went to church like anybody else the synagogue and then they gave him the thing to read and when he read it he gave it back to the person and he sat down and for one reason or the other like everybody saying say something more so say something explain but he's saying then he said then he, that's when he sat back and began explaining to them one one thing we need to know we live in a world today which is has a lot of oppression which has a lot of suppression which has a lot of generally that we don't want to do, do the right thing we live in a world that that are, that if you are deliberately saying i want to do what is right people are asking you there is something wrong with you yesterday i was traveling i came back from uganda i left i left home at about quarter to midnight our time and you know when you come you get to the airport everything seems to be going on well but there are people who are traveling but they think things should be done for them their way I didn't ask what's the problem. And I one time I was in a bank and I I think I I just enjoyed myself quietly. And uh please no no offense. <laughs> you know, I was in a bank lining like anybody else. And then a gentleman came and he came from the opposite direction and he wants to be served fast. So the gentleman who was next to be served they said, "Excuse me, the line is the other way around." And then the man said, like he was saying don't you know me <laughs> you know he did not say that way but he just like you know <laughs> and then eventually this other guy said excuse me if you knew you are that important this is a wrong place for you <laughs> you go to where people like you are being treated <laughs> But that's the way we live. Everybody thinks they are more important than the other. So they should do things their way. Everybody thinks their way of doing things is the best. So you should do things their way. Today, the Lord is calling you and me that the church is also caught up in the same trap. We know things are not right. But somehow we can't do the right thing. Some of us have gotten to a place where we have settled and we have accepted the status quo. Let there be don't rock the boat as long as i go to work i come back eat my food sleep it's okay let me tell you it is not okay it is not okay that's why the lord is causing a stirring up in the church today to to you and to me to our hearts to do what is different to impact the world to live in the world in such a way that people will say ah there is a group of people in our community they are different they are strange but they are doing well 
That's why we have the theme today. Empower to engage. For us to engage, we need to prepare to receive the new anointing. So today, in the next short while, I just want to tell you, get ready for the new anointing. Get ready for what God wants to do. Get ready because God is on the move. Some of us, you know, you know God is on the move, but what we are trying to say, God, first wait. I'm first finishing, first wait. God is on the move. Get ready. This has happened many times in the the Bible where people are stuck in the old ways, but God is moving on. So when we are saying empowered to engage, what we are saying is get ready for the new anointing. God is saying, I'm doing a new thing. But somehow we are stuck to the old thing that we know. We are comfortable where we are. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19, God spoke and said, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not see it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. For Christians, we like to quote this verse if I want something new for me. Hallelujah. (laughs) If I want something new for me, if I want to make my way, that's when I quote this kind of verse. But the context of this verse is God is saying, open your eyes. I am doing something new. Open your spirit. I am doing something new. Basically, God is saying, get ready for the new anointing. Get ready for the new move. And for us to be empowered, to engage, it has to be a new thing. It cannot be business as usual. It cannot be business as usual. However, our biggest challenge has always been settling down for yesterday's success. Settling down for yesterday's achievements. Settling down to what we are used to. Did you actually know our past success or when we get to the comfortable zone, it becomes the biggest hindrance to what God wants to do in our lives. Our past success when we get to that zone where we say it's okay here, it becomes the biggest hindrance to what God wants to do in our lives. Yesterday was supposed to prepare you and me for today. But somehow we remain, the day goes on, but we remain in yesterday. Yesterday served its purpose. We need to move now to a new anointing for today. I pray every day, God, give me a new encouragement. Give me a new anointing for the problems of today, for the services of today. But most of us want to use the anointing of yesterday for the challenges of today, which can't work because most things have changed. Yesterday, served his purpose. We need today's anointing. City Pentecostal Church was started. It has run like this for a long while. It has been successful in its own terms. It has run and has been successful doing many things. We enjoy what happens here, isn't it? You come to church, the worship is wonderful. You come to church, you hear the word. You walk away saying, wow, I am blessed. But today, God is saying, 
I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. Do you not see it? Let me tell you. You and me are not the first to struggle with our past successes and letting go. In the Bible, we have a very, a very good story of Samuel, uh, Samuel crying to God for Saul. In Samuel chapter 1, Samuel, first Samuel chapter 16 verses 1, God comes to Samuel and says, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul? Since I have rejected him from being a king of Israel, fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. The message Bible says, fill your flask with anointing oil and get going. And you know, when you read the Bible, in chapter 15 of Samuel 1, that's when Samuel rebukes Saul and tells Saul, God has rejected you. Chapter 16, verse 1, God comes to Saul and Samuel and says, how long will you grieve over Saul? It doesn't give you how much, I mean, the scripture does not give you the details of what happened. But at least there is evidence that after Saul, Samuel rebuked Saul and told him God has rejected you, he went back and began pleading or crying to God about Saul. He said, God, you know this man, I know he's weak. But you know, Lord God, he's tall. He's a giant. When he gets among the army, people recognize him. This is our God. Can you change your mind? God comes back and says, how long will you grieve over Saul? Basically, God was saying, I've moved on. That is what is happening to many of us. God says, I have moved on, but we are crying to what we know. We are crying. God, take us back to the good old days. Ever heard of that statement? Take us back to the good old days. First of all, they were good. And then, secondly, they were old. (laughs) And you are still crying for them. (laughs) Move on. Move on. And you know the problem is we get stuck with what happened yesterday. We get stuck with the success of yesterday. We get stuck with the experiences of yesterday. They become the in thing. They become the formula. And when you come to church, if it doesn't happen that way, the service was, there was something wrong with the service. Do you know there are some of us who get know that we know the service and that's what the way you want it? Can I share with you some, sometimes how do you get to know that actually I'm now stuck with the past. Stuck with my former success. Let me share with you some of the things. And how good that you can you are stuck now uh, because of what's happening. You know, because God is going to tell you to move on, but uh, because you're not moving on, God will tell you, I have, for me, I have moved. If you are still there, find me later on. You know, it gets to a place where you become, where you, where you become familiar, settled. When you get to a place where you are now settled, it means actually, you are stuck in the old past, and you are not willing to move on. 
When you come to church, there are some of us who are so settled. You know everybody around you. You know you actually know who's going to sit next to you next Sunday. I mean, you know you are seat. I mean, if you came and found somebody strange sitting next to where you are normally sitting, you know you are asking question who is he? What what is she? <laughs> what are they ask what are they here for? <laughs> That is a sign that actually I am stuck in the past because the church is moving on. There should be somebody new coming to church and we should be welcoming them. And when we see somebody new we should be saying praise the Lord. How can we help you? But when you are stuck over the previous success, you are confident you want to protect your territory. You want to protect your your domain because that's what you know because that's where you uh, that's what you think you have, you have worked with and then not only are you settled down everything is okay you begin comparing yourself with others you know it's so natural that's who we are but when you when you come to church you you got oh, what a, you know, can I, does it do better than me? Or do I do better than me? You look at yourself, but don't you think the two of us are going to... It's because you know where you were yesterday. And yesterday you were in the pedestrian. Yesterday you were a star. You know, in Uganda I call it, you were not only a star, but you were a sita. <laughs> and now, no, when you look around, but now, who, who else is this trying to come next to me? When you get that level, when you begin comparing yourself with other people, you know you are getting stuck with yesterday. Then also when you begin to see, when you begin to see something, what you call a spirit of competition arising within us, you try to do something, but you want to try to prove to people that you do it better than others. You know, like, you know, I've been in Watro Church from the time it started. It's now 33 years. You know, I've been through everything. Call it I began as a church member, then I was an usher, then I was I used to play the guitars in the worship team. I used all but you know, the moment I, I, I only looked backward and say, How did I move? One thing which was clear to me. There was a particular moment when I used I used to be playing the guitar for the worship, after playing the guitar for the worship, then I go on to the children's church, then I go to but one day a young man came to church and he asked me if he could play. I said, but you know, it's not, I don't know you, but you know, it's not that kind of feeling. But somehow I said, okay. Then I said, let me see what's going on, how this guy is doing these things. And suddenly, I discovered this guy is playing the guitar far better than I do. Suddenly, I discovered, because I like, let me not go that direction. <laughs> I, I discovered this guy seems to be, and to him, that seems to be the only thing he, he does in the church. If he's given the chance. But for me, there are many other things I'm doing. And I, had, I gave the second Sunday. The third Sunday, I asked myself, what would happen if I let go the issue of the guitar playing in, in the worship and I begin other things? And I discovered I was being set free so that I can do the things I am good at. And I'm leaving room for somebody to do things he is good at. But when you are stuck on yesterday's success, especially maybe last year you had a concert and you did so well, everybody came to thank you. You remember that song? I like the way you play that note. I like the way you play the lead guitar. I like the hard, the, the bass guitar speaking. Wow, brother, good. And then the next year, somebody else seems to be, what's going on here? 
when you see that spirit of competition beginning to come out you know you are stuck you are getting stuck and then yes, that will come, that will happen when you when you are getting stuck that you begin to step into other people's calling you know because now you are looking for prominence you know you are looking for how can people notice me because it seems things are not going on the way they used to happen so what do you mean you try this you try this you try this you try this and you know what some of you know football i don't i've not even been following the africa thing you know if you are a football player and the coach sends you to the to the to the, the pitch and because you are desperate to go into the book of records you want to try to be everywhere <laughs> including trying to catch the ball for the goalie <laughs> what will happen 20 minutes down the game the coach will say please first come he will put up his thing they say number of so and so the coach wants you to be replaced for a while and he will sit you down and say excuse me what is going on I thought you're supposed to be playing number 11. So that's what happened when you are stuck with the previous success. What normally happens you find yourself in this spirit you want to try to enter into other people's what other people are doing and in the process what do we do? We bring confusion. We bring confusion. The Lord is calling you and me today. Get ready for the new anointing. God is about to do a new thing. Are you ready? The Lord made this very clear in his teaching Jesus Christ in his teaching in Matthew chapter 9 verses 16 to 17 He said no one puts a new sorry no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch tears away for the garment and a worse tear is made neither is new wine put into old wine skins it if it is the skin bursts and the wine spills off and the skins are destroyed But new wine is put into fresh wine skins and so both are preserved. God is saying I'm doing a new thing. Don't you see it? And he's saying are you ready? My child, are you ready? But we're saying Lord, why don't you do it this way? I'll hold it on this hand, you put the other one on this hand. God is saying I am doing a new thing. You know, God cannot put his anointing into the old white skins for the anointing for today or for tomorrow's ministry god says today today was excellent I mean, yesterday was excellent it served the purpose now we are moving on to a new thing you and me need to be able to say god what are you doing where do you want me to be what do you want me to do how shall i be where should i position myself to receive what you want to do you know what god is saying I think God is saying to you and me today give me space I want to do my thing in your life give me space I want to do something new in the city Pentecostal church give me space I want to do something new in your house give me space I want to do something new in your workplace give me space I want to do something new in the city pentecostal church i want to do something new in blantyre and you know what it is not the people out there that god is talking to it is to you and me because god says he works with his people if my people he's not saying if malawians 
He has a particular people whom he works with. He has a parameter that he said this is where I work. That's you and me. Please. God is shouting and shouting loud. Engage empowered to engage. And what I'm saying if you want to see what God is doing, we need to get to a place where we say God, I am ready for the new anointing. Get ready for the new anointing. Please note. When God begins to do something new in your life, some people may not like it. Hallelujah. And unfortunately, many times we bow down to the pressure of the people. We know what God wants to do, but because the people begin to talk, ah, these days, Franco, you are weird. Eh? I mean, I mean, we all know we, do, we get to town early, but why do you have to be in church by five? Are you trying to show people that you can pray? And because you don't, you don't want to feel out of the block where you belong, what do you do? You bow down to the pressure of the people. Because some people may not like the new thing God is doing in your life. But the question is, do you want to please the people or do you want to please the Lord that you serve? If you want to please the Lord that you serve, you know what you say? God, here I am. If it means I'm going to lose all the friends that I have to obey your will, so be it. If it means... If it means I am going to lose the job that I'm doing because of what, what you are saying to do me, so be it. Because some people will not like the new thing God is doing in your, in your heart. You know why? Because when God begins to do a new thing, it is unfamiliar. It is strange. People don't, don't know it. And so for that reason, people we, naturally we are always familiar with what we want to dwell on the familiar ground. We want to do what we know. You know, you know your house. You know, you know, look at children. All of not let me say all of you. Some of you have had children. When you go visiting with the children, two, three, four years old, the moment you arrive in the home, what happens? Let the, you the moment you let them loose, they go to everywhere. I mean, they go to the kitchen, they, they go to the bedroom. They, Excuse me, you want to come back? You want to come? For them, it is time to explore. But you and me, adults, what happens? You are, we have, the older you grow, the more inhibitions you have. When they tell you sit in the sitting room, that's where you will sit until they tell you to rise up because. <laughs> Because you don't know what is, if I moved on, what will they think about me? Let me tell you, when God begins to do a new thing, the atmosphere will be strange, everything will be different, and the people who will say, God, I will follow you, are the people who are going to see God at work. The people who want to be comfortable will will wait, and the, the, the emotion will pass, and God's timing will pass, and will say, what happened? Let me tell you, I'm, I've learned in this world, there are three kinds of people. There are people who make things happen. They work with God. And when God says something, they will do it. Second group, there are people who watch things happening. They watch things happening. The third group are the people who say, what happened?
Which group are you? Are you the group who says, God, I want to be part of the action. Make things happen. Or you, are you the person who says, I will come and watch. And the people who watch criticize everything. <laughs> you come to church, you say, no, the key was off. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you know, we were late. You always find something wrong. And then there are those people, they don't know what's happening. <laughs> they say, what happened? <laughs> Which group are you? A new anointing always seems strange, always seems unfamiliar. But you know what? If God is in it, God knows the way. When God is the one starting it, He knows from A to Z. He knows where you should stop for lunch. He knows the day you should be fasting. He knows the day when you should, he knows it all together. So my challenge is God is doing a new thing. Get ready for the new anointing. And when we get ready for the new anointing, we should be a people who are ready to say, let go. Going back to where I started, why do people not make it with their new resolution? Simple. Because we have settled, not willing to change. Let me tell you, I know this because I've been in church for a long while. All of us here, there is a familiar place we want to sit in church, isn't it? You know, if you've been to meetings and you say people are feeling, you say, can we all move forward? You know, you know how people move? They move to the next chair. <laughs> because that's the familiar ground, you know. To you, that's where God speaks. In in Watoto Church, you know, in one service were about two thousand people. And when I stand up to preach, I don't look for people where is so and so. There are particular people who sit particular corners because because we don't get to through our resolution because we 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 are settled and we don't want to change, but we want new things. Secondly, we do not want to do things differently. But we're expecting the same results, the new, same good results. It won't happen. Somebody says, This year I am going to pray more. What is praying more? Some people will say, This year I'm going to read through the Bible. And when you get home, you are on TV. Eh? <laughs> you, I mean, you, are on, you, you start the program you like until the one you don't like but you are watching. <laughs> you don't even know what, how, how the things now change because you are just there. And you are saying, I want to read the Bible in one year. No, something has to change. If you want something new, something has to change. And then as I said, we are hanging on what we have achieved. You know, we have a saying in our village, you know, I grew up in the village, you liked hunting and doing those things the boys do. You know, normally said, no, one bird in your hand is better than a thousand in the bush. And that's what we say that, no, Muna, I have got this one, I can't let go. And if you're only hanging on the one bird, because it's better than the one in the bush. And all you're moving is with one bird. One day, two days, three days. 
then it becomes that no people will say that is a fool because there are others to catch i want to challenge you today not only you but i challenge myself get ready for a new anointing and get ready because god is doing a new thing get ready because god is saying i am ready are you and i challenge you get ready by developing a hunger for a new move from god open your heart hunger for god let the previous and the former success let go you already have it you already have it get ready for a new move of god behold god says i am doing a new thing the story is told of a young man who had just learned to ride a bicycle and you know when you have the young man has just learned to ride a bicycle it's a new experience it's a joy you know you want everybody to know that i can ride and one day this young man was riding downhill and uh, there was a, an old man on the other side as he begin to uh, ascend the other side of the rock and this young man is riding and the bicycle is gaining momentum every other second and the young man could see where he's going but he keeps on looking behind and the old man down the other side says this is an accident waiting to happen And so for the young for the old man he says I don't want it to happen in my eyes. So he did everything he could to stop the young man. And he young, said yes, yes, told the young man, young man, something is not right. Said what's the problem? Everybody who rides keeps on looking where they are going. But I see you you are keeping on looking back where you are coming from. What is the problem? The young man said muzei muzei is for us the word for an old person muzei you don't know i have just learned how to ride so you know what i'm doing i want to be able to keep keep mark on what have i covered and the muzei said that's a good idea but as life goes on it's better for you to focus on what you have not covered It's better for you to focus on what you have not covered. Success for yesterday is good. But God has more for you. More God has more for you. Open your eyes and let God do the new thing. Father God, we thank you because you have loved us. We know you want us to do a new thing. We know the doors are open the heavens are open the atmosphere is set for you to do a new thing in our individual lives and in our church but lord we want to move on but somehow we are stuck we pray set us free may we develop our willingness in our hearts to hear your voice and to follow your voice because you are about to do a new thing in Jesus' name.